Hello, everybody, and welcome to the final episode of 2020 of Talking Sports with Evan. I want to thank you all for listening to the show. I appreciate the support of every single one of the people that spend the time to listen to Talking Sports with Evan. Um, I'm going to continue to bring it to you in 2021. Um, but like I said, this should be the final episode of 2020. So, bringing you the show here today on December 30th, and... We are fresh off of a Packer victory over the Tennessee Titans. Packers beat the Titans 40-14 to to improve their record to 12-3. and And if you listened to the show last week, you would have heard me when I made the prediction that the Packers were going to hold Derrick Henry under 100 yards rushing. Yes, he got 98 on 23 carries, but he's still under 100. And there was reasons why I was confident, which I'll get into in a little bit um, in this episode. But there was reasons why I was confident about the Packers being able to uh, at least slow down Derrick Henry. They didn't shut him down completely. Um, but holding him to 98 yards when he, two of the last three games, I believe it was, he had over uh, close to 200 by halftime, I think is a huge accomplishment. Um, they also didn't let him get going. They were able to get him down before he was able to... Uh, really break it open. I don't think he had to run longer than 10 yards, um, which he's one that can typically take over and control a game. Also in this episode, going to talk Packers and Bears. Um, Packers won, uh, won game number 100 against the Bears uh, just a couple weeks ago, but the Bears are red hot right now, winning three in a row and scoring 30 points or more in their last four games. Is that something to be concerned with going into Soldier Field in Week 17, or is it not? I'm going to talk a little bit about that as well and preview Packers and Bears. Um, Wisconsin Badger football completed their season today with the win over Wake Forest. Um, I am excited in what the Badgers could look like next year. Um, I'll get into that a little bit this season and why it, you know it, it's okay. Um, that things didn't go how we were all hoping it to, to go. And the Milwaukee Bucks, who are currently second time in two nights playing the Miami Heat once again, um, at time of recording, the Bucks are currently up 17-14 to 14 with 2.20 left in the first quarter. So lots to talk about. Next week's episode, I'm going to obviously recap Packers-Bears, hopefully a victory. But I'm also going to talk about some of my, my favorite moments in 2020. So if you have any suggestions that you want to nominate, top moments in 2020, and I know there was a lot of negative in 2020, but I'm going to try to focus on positive things. And if there's anything you'd like to nominate, TalkingSportsWithEvan at gmail.com, or you can tweet at me at EvanWithSports. With that said, going to jump right to Packers and Titans and what happened in that game. Well, as I mentioned earlier, the Packers got the 40 the 14 win to improve the 12 and three, and with the win on Sunday, they would be the one seed in the uh, NFC playoffs, getting that first round bye. And there's a few things I want to point out in this game. Um, Rodgers was on the money, 21 of 25. Um, he was on the money. Devontae Adams showing once again why he is the best wide receiver in the NFL at this point. I'm not saying you know he's you know he's better than so-and-so and so-and-so or whatever, but in the year 2020, this season, 
Devontae is, to me, the best receiver in the NFL. He had 11 catches for 142 and three touchdowns. He has the opportunity to break the Packer record for receptions in a season, uh, receiving yards in a season, and touchdowns in a season um, in this Week 17 game against Chicago. He just couldn't be covered. He was he was breaking guys' ankles. Uh, his uh, I want to say his third and final, I think it was his third touchdown. Yeah, um, his third touchdown where he uh, was wide open in the back of the end zone. He was double teamed. And it's kind of like the scene from Top Gun where they're being chased and Maverick goes, we're going to slam the brakes and they'll fly right by me. That's pretty much what he did. They're running with them stride by stride. Devontae slams on the brakes. They keep going. He turns and sits and Rodgers finds him in the back of the end zone. The Packers showed on Sunday that they can be bullies. At times, we've seen the Packers bullied last year and at times this season. We've seen them bullied. But today, uh, this game Sunday, the Packers were the bully. They are the ones that punched Tennessee in the mouth and didn't stop punching until, they, they, until all the time on the clock said zero. Offensively, they've done what they've done all year. The only exception is they got A.J. Dillon involved. 21 carries, 124 with two touchdowns. Dylan showed power. He showed burst. He showed uh, some quickness. Um, and he, he, he made Tennessee pay. You know, Tennessee, you, you watch back on the film, they did not want to initiate contact with him. They were trying to basically sidestep and then try to grab him as he ran by at times. And the Packers, they basically decided that, look, we'll block the linebackers. We'll block the defensive line. We're going to get you one-on-one on on a safety, on a corner, and it's your job to break that tackle. And he did, especially on his fourth-and-one touchdown run. He uh, uh, broke a tackle, attempt of a corner right at the line of scrimmage, and then safety had no chance after that, and he just ran his way into the end zone. Really, in the game Sunday, Packers could do anything they wanted to offensively, and they kept their foot on the gas. You know, Matt LaFleur last year, uh, all gas, no up and break. Um, that's what he truly was in this game. And I think maybe it was a little personal for him. The head coach of Tennessee, uh, Mark uh, Vrabel, was the head coach when he was offensive coordinator there. And there's speculation that he was going to be let go if he didn't accept the Packer head coaching job. So obviously, um, obviously. <laughs> The floor wanted to uh, kind of, uh, I don't want to say stick it to Vrabel a little bit, but he, he, he wanted to rub it, rub, rub the uh, salt in the wound a little bit. Um, and as I already mentioned, Devante, he was breaking wide open numerous times in this game. Um, catch by the sidelines and set up the final touchdown to uh, A.J. Dilling in the, in the uh, fourth quarter was a route of beauty. Um Ecumenia St. Brown got involved and uh, caught a touchdown, one catch, 21 yards, and a touchdown. And he beat a very good slot corner in, uh, in King. I think his last name's King. Like, it's the guy they traded for with San Diego. Uh, I mean, sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers earlier in the year. He just beat him, and Rodgers found him, and it was a great, a, a great throw by Rodgers. And he gets into the end zone for the touchdown. Aaron Jones, 10 carries for 94 yards, and uh, he was just 
dominating the game as well. Two catches for 14 yards. And there was a couple times it looked like he was stuffed in the backfield, but he was able to bounce off a tackle attempt and bounce to the outside and get a big gain, just like the the one that set up the Devontae Adams touchdown in the back of the end zone, which, yes, he stepped out of bounds. So it's actually a good thing that Jones didn't score because it would have been reviewed and they would have lost probably about 20 yards of field position. I don't know why the Titans didn't challenge. You can, you can blame officials all you want, but whoever this whoever is in uh, Rabel's ear, if it should be challenged or not, they didn't do their job. Because if it's that close and you don't and you don't want to give the Packers that much, uh, that big of a field uh, field gain, uh, that big of a you know yards, then you challenge that if it's even close. Because if you're lucky, they're about twenty yards further down the field, and then it changes what they might do offensively in the gold zone, as the Packers call it. But and Rodgers didn't uh, didn't get much pressure on him at all. Once again, he had all day to throw. Great job of moving moving the pocket around. There's only one questionable throw that he had, the interception that Rodgers had. Um, not very Aaron Rodgers-like. That was more uh, who he seceded. That was more of a Brett Favre-type throw where he throws back across the middle of the field, across his body, um, and uh, Butler intercepted it, did the belt down 19 points, which is kind of weird. But... Other than that, Rodgers was a magician. The offense was marvelous, and they just they kept a, a hurt on Tennessee. And Ecumenia St. Brown's touchdown catch. He's the 10th different player to catch a touchdown or score a touchdown from Aaron Rodgers this season. And now to get to the, the unit that made it happen, the defense. Um, the final drive before halftime, when you're kind of in hurry-up mode, the defense gave up some and gave up a touchdown. And then they start the second half, Ryan Tannehill. They do a zone read with him, and he breaks it open for a big touchdown. Really, the reason why that uh, that you know that zone read for a touchdown happened is Tennessee knew that the Packers were selling out by any means necessary. They were selling out to stop Derrick Henry. So they took advantage of it and did that zone read and was able to um, they were able to um, run it in for a touchdown. Why they didn't go back to the zone read again in the game, I don't know. Um, but they definitely probably should have tried to do the zone read again later on in the game. They, they, they probably should have. So um, that, that, that's just my, my two cents. They probably should have... Uh, went back to that play because, as I said, the Packers were selling out by all means uh, necessary to stop Derrick Henry. So, um, And why did they slow down Derrick Henry? Why did they, they uh, keep Derrick Henry from running wild? Well, it was simple. It, it really was. Can he, and, he, and here's why I predicted it. Go back and watch the last few Packer games. Kenny Clark has been playing incredible football lately. He has been dominating the line of scrimmage, and it's no no coincidence that since Kenny Clark started playing really well again, um, Kenny Clark has started to earn that money um, 
the, the run defense has gotten much better. It's no coincidence. So Kenny Clark is playing outside of his mind right now. He, he really stood out to me on film. He really stood out in that game, um, making tackles at and around the line of scrimmage and then not uh, giving up on plays and chasing plays down from behind. Like, like Kenny Clark has been playing great football. The other guy who's been playing great football is uh, Dean Lowry. Dean Lowry, these past few weeks, has been controlling the line of scrimmage. And there's times that I'm not, a, I'm not the biggest Dean Lowry fan in the world. Um, I think he definitely has his limits. However, um, I got to tip my hat to him. I, I, I got to uh, you know tip my hat to him and recognize when he is playing really good football. And he is. Lancaster's played pretty well when he's uh, not been uh, basically almost an every down, uh, every down player. He's been... Uh, Playing much, you know, he's been playing much better, and um, guys like Chris Barnes and um, Martin, come on, Martin have been playing solid football, and Christian Kirksey, you know, criticize him all you want. He he he's had some rough patches this season, you know, criticize him all you want, but Christian Kirksey played a good game on Sunday. He played a really solid game. Um, had the interception. He was in and around a lot of tackles. He did pretty well in coverage, believe it or not. And that's been a struggle this year when he's had to be in coverage. But he's done really well in this game against Tennessee. He did well in coverage when he was back there. So, again, I I liked the signing when it happened. I wasn't a big fan of it um, as I've watched him play. But as I mentioned about... Um, Dean Lowry, you know, you got to tip your hat when when somebody's playing solid football, even if you're not a big fan of them, you have to tip your hat and recognize that. Otherwise, you're just completely blind to a player. Um, Kevin King had a solid game. He had missed tackle, but overall, King had a solid game. He bounced back nicely. Um, Alexander played his Pro Bowl self as usual, uh, breaking up a couple passes. And the guy who is really coming on strong since he got fully healthy from the quad injury he suffered earlier in the year, Darnell Savage. Before he got hurt, he wasn't playing very well. When he first came back from injury, he was playing not that great. But now that he's healthy, he is, he is dominating. He had two solo tackles on Henry in the game. He's not afraid to throw his helmet in there on uh, guys like Henry. He had a couple pass breaks up. So he should have had a pick six. He had an interception um, that helped the Packers jump out to a 19 to nothing lead. And he, uh, he's been just all over the place on film making plays. And I'm very happy to see what he's doing. He's making that, that second-year jump. And as we go into the playoffs, that's huge. Adrian Amos has been playing extremely good football, and he continued on on Sunday. So there's a lot of positives from Sunday, and I'm happy to see that. I try to be more of a positive guy. I try to look at positivity and positive things going on with my team. But there were some negative. Um, special teams continues to be an Achilles heel. Um, they had a field goal blocked, um, which got called back because of a penalty, but they had a field goal blocked. They missed an, another extra point. 
And if Crosby doesn't kick a touchback, they got pretty good uh, return on a couple of those kickoffs. And that's going to that's gonna burn you. I know it burned you on punt returns uh, in Philadelphia. And I forget the other team that had a punt return for touchdown on Green Bay. I think it might have been uh, Indianapolis maybe. But that's going to hurt you. That, that's going to... That's going to end up biting you on the butt. Um, so they, they have to get that figured out. They have to get that um, fixed. So, or it's going to end up hurting them. But the one negative, like I said, I have to point to is special team. Now, um, J.K. Scott didn't have to punt once. So we're back to, you know, they're tied now. Rodgers and J.K. Scott are tied for punts this season and touchdown passes this season um, at 40. Um, see, at 44 now. Sorry, 44. Um, but I'm excited to see what this team does against Chicago. And speaking of Chicago, the Packers have claimed uh, Snacks Harrison off waivers, and he's another big body that's going to help you uh, stop the run. And I think that that'll be huge if he does decide to, in fact, play uh, with Green Bay. Um, that's definitely going to help um, immensely against the run because that has been one of the Packers' struggles. And when you do jump out to a big lead, um, you kind of take the running game away. Now, Tennessee still tried to run the ball, and a lot of, uh, a lot of the yards that... Um, Henry had were after the Packers were up by 19, but uh, they got to still do a better job at stopping the run, and hopefully Harrison helps with that. So we're gonna move on quickly. Packers Bears, um, Sunday at 3:25, and are the Bears a legit challenge? Because you look at it, they they lost the Lions 34-30. They beat the Texans 36-7. They beat the Vikings 33-27. They beat Jacksonville 41-17. The Bears' offense looks legit all of a sudden. Since they played the Packers and the Packers just destroyed them on the 29th, 41-25, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, the, 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 the Bears' offense all of a sudden looks legit. And that, that's been a lot of the, the talk of the so-called experts. But look at who they played. Like, seriously, look at who the Bears have played. Detroit defense is atrocious. Um, the defense isn't very good. Texans, other than J.J. Watt, they got pretty much nothing on defense. Minnesota, their defense, again, not very good. There are a lot of young players and very injury-ridden on that defense. And Jacksonville, they're trying to get the number one pick so they can draft Trevor Lawrence. So when it was tied 10-10, they probably realized that we uh, we can't we can't uh, granted the Jets ended up winning later on that day, but they're probably realizing we can't win this game. If we win this game, we risk not being able to draft Trevor Lawrence. So it's like they just fell down and stubbed their toe after they tied the game 10-10, and the Bears just ran away with it. Now, this is the game. If, if you know, the Bears win, they're in the playoffs. Now, if they lose, they still have a shot, but if the Bears win, they're in the playoffs. 
this is the game that Chicago gets to prove, are they legit or not? Have they turned the corner? Is Trubisky all of a sudden a good quarterback? Montgomery's been running better. Um, It's up to the Bears now to try to show if they are legit or not in the NFL. Are they are they a legit team? And depending on what to do against Green Bay, because talent wise, Green Bay is the better team. Offensively, they're a better team. I think they're the better team defensively with the way the Smiths have been playing, which Preston Smith has been playing extreme extraordinary well since he got the car from Zadarius Smith. So maybe that's all he needed all along to really turn his game around. But this is the game. This is going to be that measuring stick game for the Bears, and with what we saw from. With what we saw from A.J. Dillon, and we're seeing with the Packers continuing to find uh, guys to move the football with, and Devontae Adams is pretty much uncoverable, I think the real Bears are going to show up. And I think the Packers are going to run away with it. Um, Packers' offensive line is better. They've shown that they can stop the Bears' pass rush. Um yeah, I know Akeem Hicks didn't play the last time these two teams played, but the Packers are just better. And I think the I think the Packers easily win this game. They're focused. They want that one seed. They want to be ready to go um in the playoffs and I uh I think the Packers are going to get the job done. Um, is it going to be similar to 41-25? I don't know, but I think the Packers do score 30-plus um, points once again. And the Packers are going to win. I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, the Bears are playing solid football, but I think they're a victim to what they've been playing against. And you have the, one of the best corners in football in Alexander. You have a solid corner in King. Amos and Savage are solid safeties. Um, Raji's been playing extraordinary well. Um, Martin, uh, Kirksey and, uh, and Barnes have been playing solid football. And then you got the Smiths and Rashawn Gary and Rashawn Gary was a huge positive on Sunday. I just don't see how the Bears can win this game. So that is my thought. The, the Packers get the win and they clinch the one seed. Now I do think the Bears get in the playoffs potentially, um, with the Cardinals somehow, I'm not sure how. But somehow upsetting, I mean, uh, losing to the Rams. I know the Rams are missing a lot of pieces in that game, though. Jared Goff, uh, Cooper Cuff is out. But I just have to, I have a feeling that the Rams find a way to get the win. So moving on, Badger football. Um, unfortunately, this season didn't go the way we were hoped. Badgers finished 4-3 and three in the seven games they played. But they did get the win today, 42-28 over the Demon Deacons. And... It's easy to look at the season and be negative. They struggled to move the ball at times. They um, they lost to Iowa. They lost to Indiana. They lost to Northwestern. Back to back to back um, for their three losses. But here's me being Mr. Positivity again, okay? The, with COVID, this was a strange year. It really was. You have the stop, start, stop, start, stop, start ish issues going on. 
Uh, Graham Mertz is one of the guys that deals with COVID, so he missed some some important uh, practice time dealing with COVID. Um, you were without um, your you were without um, your 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 uh, starting wide receivers and Davis and uh, Danny Davis and um, uh, can't think of the other guy's name right now. Davis and the other the other receiver um, is Pryor. Pryor, he's one of your top receivers. You're without those two, and you had a lot of injuries on the offensive line. You were without uh, Logan Bruss. You were without um, you were without Cole Van Lannen. You were without uh, Joe Tipperman. You were without Caden Lyles. Offensive linemen. Uh, you had to shuffle guys around. And you're also thought Nakia Watson and um, Kendrick Pryor, as I mentioned before, Isaiah Lodermelk. You were thought him, um, CJ Goat, get Goat Gots. You were without a lot of guys, and Graham Mertz struggled. But at the end of the day, I seriously think Graham Mertz is closer to what we saw against Illinois than what we saw during that losing stretch. I'm not saying he's 21 of 22 every single game, but I'm saying he's closer to Illinois than he is than he played against Northwestern and Indiana and uh, Iowa. That's what I think about Graham Mertz. He, he's shown pieces to make me feel that way about him. And next year, I think Badger football with everybody coming with the guys you have coming back. With the recruiting classes you have coming in, the experience a very young team gained during this COVID season, I think the Badgers have a shot next year to be very special. I really do. And it'd be interesting to see what happens um, once we uh, once we get into the 2021 Badger season. Hopefully, we get a usual spring practice schedule for the Badgers. Hopefully, we don't have this stop, start, stop, start stuff again. And hopefully, they can just train, develop, and play football. Hopefully, COVID by this time next year is in the review mirror. And we're talking about the Badgers competing for a college football playoff berth. That's what I hope. That's my my hope for the new year. And then finally, the Milwaukee Bucks... uh, Two and two on the year as as time of recording. Now they're playing in the Heat tonight, uh, second game of a back to back, and the uh, Bucks won yesterday easily, just completely blew the Heat out. And right now they're currently up forty eight to forty in the second quarter. And after um, losing the first qu- quarter, they're dominating the second quarter. Um, the Heat are without. Uh, uh, Jimmy Butler once again today. So the people that are freaking out they're after the loss to the Knicks or the loss to the Celtics, the ones that are crying, just be patient. Because in reality, a lot of these games right now are just an extension of the of preseason. There's still guys are still working on playing with one another. Guys are still working on getting comfortable around each other. Um, guys are still working on figuring out, Bud's still figure, trying to figure out what exactly the rotation is going to look like throughout the entire season. Now, I hope 
Pat Connaughton and DJ Wilson, who at this time has not checked into the game, but Connaughton hasn't played seven uh, minutes. Um, I hope they are not part of the long-term rotation, and I hope we see more Bryn Forbes when he's healthy, Torrey Craig, DJ Augustine, Sam Murrow, uh, Jordan Nora. I hope we see more of them and less Connaughton. That That's just my, my hope. And we'll go from there. And with that, again, just be patient. And we're not going to see 45-point wins every day. We're not going to see 30-point losses every day. You just got to, as I mentioned last week, don't get too high on the highs. Don't get too low on the lows. Just enjoy the season. And after 72 games, the uh, after 72 games, the you know we'll see where the Bucks are. And if the Bucks have uh, you know their winning percentage isn't as good as last year, but they seem to be a better overall team, I'll take it. So, with that said, I want to thank you all for listening to Talking Sports with Evan. Um, Hopefully when I talk next week, we'll be talking about a Packer victory over the Bears and also talking about, um, you know, like I said, the, my, you know, top 10 moments uh, in the year 2020. Um, so if you have any nominations, like I said, shoot me an email, talkingsportswithevan at gmail.com and uh, let me know what some of your top, your, your feelings for some of your top moments for 2020, uh, looking for sports related. For example, the uh, the Brewers make the playoffs again for the third straight year. Um, the Packers make the NFC Championship game. So it can be Wisconsin sports related. It can be non-Wisconsin sports related. I just want to get your opinion. So, And with that said, if you're interested in uh, joining a gym uh, where you are going to enjoy the environment and the people, Check out Flex Gym of Racine if you're in Racine and uh, Racine area. They're right across uh, from Horlick High School on Rapids Drive. Um, check it out. Um, it's a great place. Or I'm also here to help you and support you if you need some help and support. Um, I, uh, I'm on a health and fitness journey myself. And if you're interested in uh, losing weight, getting into shape, I can help you as well. Coach Evan. 66 at gmail.com. So, again, thank you for listening. Happy New Year to uh, everybody um, Everybody listening to the, to the show. And I will uh, talk to you all later. <laughs>